So uh, how bad was it today, Joe? Uh, I mean, I'm fine now. Yeah, but this morning was, needed... was not a good place. This morning was uh, on a one a scale of one to uh, I can go participate in a family function was was a no. <laughs> That, that was a terrible scale. I don't know what any of that meant. Yeah. <laughs> you 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 knew what happened at the end. I know what you meant, though. I I was I was like uh, suited up and ready to go out the door, and I was like, you know what, I'm gonna, I'm gonna hang it on the couch for another another couple minutes. Sure, sure. Let, me, let me just take a minute. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm and glad you're I, uh, feeling better now. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's all it's all good now. So. Anyway. It's fun. Yeah, no, I was uh, I was in the hot tub until late night here, and uh, uh, went to bed super late. But I set my alarm super early. One of those things where like you set your alarm and like I'm totally gonna wake up early. The alarm was still going off two hours after I'd set it before I woke up. <laughs> Wait, so it was it was the alarm at was going off for stopped. two hours? No, at some point it just the alarm stopped. Oh, okay, like I don't know when the Apple alarm stops chiming. But like I woke up and like my my screen was saying alarm, but it was no longer making oh, yeah. noise. Been going on for two hours. It just it knew that it didn't matter anymore. Yeah, it was yeah. just tired of the energy. Sure. Right. <laughs> You're hungover when you outlast the uh, alarm. Yeah. That's some real uh, Joey in college <laughs> situation there. No alcohol was needed though. <laughs> That's true. Deep sleeper. I remember the the one time uh, you're coming to pick me up for a soccer game, and like in between the time you guys left, <laughs> <laughs> and I lived four minutes away, and I fell asleep. Ugh, not my best moment. Yeah, it was I like called you and was like, "Hey, we're on our way." <laughs> Five minutes later, he's asleep. Yeah. Go knock on the door. Yeah, that's before cell phones, where you could just like call them again. That's right. Mm. What did people do? How did world happen before cell phones? They interacted with one another, and, like <laughs> treated people as human beings. And... Yeah, that sounds very antiquated. <laughs> sounds like living in the past. That's right. What have you done for me lately, Jason? That's all I want to know. Not much. It's, that's fair. That's a fair criticism. <laughs> Let's do this thing. Yeah, so uh, just prepare to... Uh, it, it'll be great. It'll be perfect. Y'all motherfuckers don't watch us play throughout the year, to tell you the truth. I'm going to be real with you, and I don't care if I get fired. That train is off the track. I feel like you, you can't just, like, jump through Neptune and be okay. Just prepare to. What the show needs is more dogs and bears and chickens and stuff. Yeah, so uh, just prepare to uh, be a watch goodness. Welcome Pacers fans, you are listening to the Undebeatables, your semi-weekly Pacers podcast 
Today is December 1st, 2019. This is episode 412. Company from Indianapolis, Indiana. I'm your host, Joey Gafrida, the man behind the dials and season ticket holder. This show, we're going to discuss a 3-1 week for the Pacers, including games against Memphis, Utah, Atlanta, and Philadelphia. And joining me this week are two of our three analysts, coast-to-coast, coast, like buttered toast. First, back in the nation's capital, Washington, D.C., it's the doctor, Jason Triplett. What is up, Pacers fans? What is up, Undebeatables? Indeed, Joey, shout-out to you. Uh, good to see you over the holidays. Uh, shout-out to the family. Uh, we had a great time uh, in the nap town. Took in a Pacers game. Saw some lights at an art museum. Uh, it was rainy and cloudy and cold. It was an Indianapolis winter. It's great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely, guys. It was, it was fun to get to see you and the family, too. It was a, it was a good time. Uh, from Denver, Colorado, he's our in-house bartender, mixing up the drinks and the crappy jingles, John Colson. What is up, Pacer Nation? Yeah, sorry I missed you guys. Uh, my heart is with you all in Indiana. Um, I hope you all had a great Thanksgiving. Um, I had a fantastic one myself. Um, shout out real briefly, and I, I never thought I'd say this, to Walmart. Um, what? Yeah, I know. Uh, Dad and I... Cut his mic. Dad and I broke uh, Grandma's uh, tabletop rotating Christmas tree trying to fix it. And um, it was one of those fiber optic things. And um, we were able to go to... Um, Walmart and find a replacement which wasn't the same thing and it wasn't as good but then um, also they had small ornaments and small tree toppers to go for tabletop uh, Christmas trees and we were able to redecorate it and replace it and um, made uh, grandma's Christmas uh, because she has a better tree thanks to Walmart shout out fair enough I'll allow it. Did you break? <laughs> is this the kind of thing where you broke it and you, re- you replaced it without her knowing? Or, no, 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 no. Uh, yeah, no I actually <laughs> thought about that. I think there was a Cosby episode where uh, the turtle died and they replaced it, and immediately mm-hmm. uh, Rudy knew. But it was like a whole thirty minutes where they were trying to fake her out, and she immediately knew. Um, no, she immediately understood. Um, it was it was on a rotating thing. It was a bad motor, and it was going bad. It wasn't rotating anymore, and it was going to burn out and smoke out the house. I just assumed it was going to probably blow up, and so mm-hmm. we decided to take it apart and like try to re- try to fix it. And in the process, we broke it. Um, and so, but it was it was in in our defense, fifteen year old rotating top, you know, Christmas tree. Um, and they don't make fiber optic Christmas trees uh, the way they used to. Uh, we, we Googled it. There's not a lot of those things available. Um, and uh, actually, the, the Walmart said that they I, we could have ordered it. Um, and it would have been here, I don't know, a couple days from now. Uh, but they still had one on the shelf in a box. Uh, after we spent an hour looking for, through all of the artificial Christmas trees, we found one. And it worked out. So nice. Yeah, it was a Christmas miracle. So Walmart saved Christmas already. I don't feel good about it, but uh, shout out. Pay your people more. I look forward to seeing the commercial. Yeah, pay your people more. Yeah. Uh, before we get into the show, I just want to remind you, you can support us anytime you shop at Amazon. If you just click the link in the show notes or go to the unbeatables.com slash Amazon 
And uh, any shopping you do will kick a small percentage uh, back to us and help support what we do. So, Colson, I know you, you've been uh, running around uh, Colorado. I have. And, uh, there's been you, a ton of storms. We got sleet. Yeah. We got snow. I've been driving through whiteout conditions. Um, I have no idea what's going on. I, I've been hanging out yeah. with uh, my uh, 98-year-old uh, grandmother. Um, she has cable, but there's this whole battle right now with um, uh, the cable company, so they can't show Nuggets games. Um, so she's hmm. super wild pissed. Like you, you know, you you want to, you know, you don't want to uh, make a 98 year old 98 uh, year old woman mad. She's very mad. She can't watch Nuggets. So there's no chance I was going to watch Pacers <laughs> out here while I'm hanging out at the uh, nursing home. I couldn't even watch uh, Denver games. So um, hopefully, uh, apparently, the Nuggets and the cable company and, are suing each other, and it'll all get figured out soon. <laughs> God bless America. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, but uh, she's real unhappy. So I have not seen any Pacer games this week. Uh, I've been hanging out at a nursing home and uh, eating meals at weird times, like lunch at... 11 o'clock and dinner at 4 30 um so i don't i don't even know what's happening anymore um okay i need you guys to tell me uh what happened this week with the Pacers. before i do that i want to know like did you get did you quickly get used to the that life you know it's not bad honestly like i really <laughs> um they have a pool table they've got uh they they, they have the things go there's bingo um, you know, there's exercise, um, you know, they, they have a lot of things going on, uh, wee bowling. Um, mm. Mm. yeah. And then of course, every night you come home after dinner and you watch uh, wheel of fortune and jeopardy, like, you know, life's not bad. It's really not that bad. I'm I ba- okay. basically, I'm ready to retire to a nursing home. Okay. Um, you guys ready? Let's, uh, let's buy an apartment building and just, uh, you know, hire a nurse. Let's do it. And, and apparently a <laughs> chef maybe. Somebody to cook us the food because I, because oh I actually I didn't realize this but <laughs> Grandma has to pay eight dollars every time I eat at her uh, at her uh, nursing oh, home. That make that makes well, sense. Well, no, I thought it was like potluck, like you know, like hey, we just made a bunch of food. Anybody who shows up <laughs> just can <Potluck>. eat. <laughs> but every time I, I go down, feel like you you found Utopia or something. Yeah, like I was that? like, hey, right. you just go down and they just feed you. But apparently, Grandma's uh, every time I eat is I'm, I'm I got expensive for her this week. It probably cost her like a oh, hundred dollars in food. Wow. Yeah. And a Christmas tree, apparently. <laughs> well, <laughs> I fixed it. I fixed it. <laughs> I broke it and I fixed it. Well, you missed four games of basketball. First four? one was Monday. There's four games. <laughs> yeah. Lord. Yeah. Are we good or are we bad? Uh, What's happening? Good news. Uh, we're pretty good. Okay, good. Uh, the first one, Monday, November 25th versus Memphis. Who's not good? Uh, they won this one, 126 to 114. Uh, Warren, 26 points, four rebounds. Lamb, 19 points, four rebounds, four assists, a steal. Uh, the second game was Wednesday, the 27th, uh, against Utah. Uh, they win with this one, 121 to 102. It's a convincing win over a very good team. Sabonis was fantastic. 23 points, 12 boards. Malcolm Brogdon, 
the Prez dropping 22, eight assists, four rebounds. Mm. Uh, Friday night, the game we went to uh, against the Atlanta Hawks. Uh, not great team, but uh, this one was I was worried could be a trap, and it, it, it almost was. Uh, but they did pull this one out, uh, 105-104 in overtime. Sabonis, another good showing, 17 points, 12 rebounds. A better showing was Trey Young, who dropped 49 points. 49 points? Six mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, yes. Six assists. Uh, nine turnovers, though. But uh, there were points in time where I he was like looking like Steph Curry, it, uh, just hitting threes from anywhere. Um, That's why I drafted him, right? The rim. That's what they wanted. I mean, he's – and he pretty much has been doing that. 49 points. He was great. And we won still, though. We did. Okay. We did. In overtime. Uh, that was the first night of the back-to-back. The second one last night, Saturday, November 30th, at Philadelphia. They lose this one, uh, 116-119. to 119. Uh, Malcolm Brogdon, 28 points, 6 assists, 4 rebounds. Uh, T.J. Warren, 29 points, 4 rebounds. So, a good week of basketball overall. You know, four, uh, four games, three wins. Um uh, you, you know, Utah being the best of the bunch, but, uh, you know, pulling out the win against Atlanta uh, and beating a Memphis team uh, and, and, you know, uh, the, the Philly game. Yeah, only uh, lost that game by three sorry. on the road, right? Yeah. Like, that sounds pretty yeah. reasonable. Uh, sure. Mm, yeah. On, a, yeah. on the second night of a back-to-back, right? Like, that's good, right? Uh, yes and no, I would argue, <laughs> no, okay. my friend. All right, let me know what's going on. So the positives... Certainly um, a good week of basketball overall. And that Philly game specifically, um, well, in the Atlanta game too, the team showed some grit. Got down by double figures in both of those games. uh, Clawed their way back. And the Atlanta game found a way to win. And in the Philadelphia game found a way to lose. Uh, Literally giving two turnovers in the last minute of the ball game uh, where it was tight. you know, it's tight tie score going into the last two minutes and uh we just got out executed. Uh one play TJ Warren, uh, who had been having a phenomenal night, scored twenty nine points. Not a guy that um is shy about shooting his shot. Uh makes a move, gets into the lane, draws uh two defenders, but still had a a chance to shoot, but instead decides weirdly to pass it out to uh, Malcolm Brogdon and on three point line. And Ben Simmons had sort of <coughs> seen this coming, stole the ball, which led to a fast break and a dunk by uh, Tobias Harris to give them a one point lead. Uh, and then the following play, Nate calls Nate calls a timeout. So it's like, okay, sure, tragedy. We're down one. Let's drop a play, make a <laughs> shot. We still got a chance to win this game on the road, like you said. And uh, it draws an out-of-bounds play that I think we've run a million times already this year. So even Brett Brown knows that it's coming. And the play isn't that ingenious in and of itself. So basically nobody can get open against the Philly team where everybody's 6'10". And uh, we're out of timeouts at this point as well. Uh, Perfect. uh, And, uh, yeah, so... Turnover there, got a foul. Then we're playing the free throw game, and uh, just no good. So we turn so, the ball over on an out of bounds play. Yeah, could not get the ball in uh, from out of bounds, which has been a you know an issue 
that we've discussed on this podcast before, uh, sure. before many a time. Um, oh. but yeah, but overall, I mean, like Atlanta, or, I mean, Philly's a good team. Um, they certainly have their ups and downs and, you know, allowed us back into that game, which I actually didn't see a, a ton of this game. I saw the fourth quarter or the last six minutes of the fourth quarter, basically. But, uh, you know, they let us back into this game, which they're bound to do, which they're apt to do, I should say. Um, but, you know, let's focus on the positives this week. I mean, I think we got contributions from across the board. Uh, you get people healthy again this whole week we had basically what is our starting lineup so brogdon's back lamb is back um you got turner and sabonis that rotation is working and and whatnot so getting some things clicking and uh you know it really showed in that utah win with which the pacers sort of had control the entire game we're up by nine or so basically the whole game joe you saw more of that game than i did yeah the utah game the Utah game, yeah, they they looked to uh, they had a like you know arm's length lead for for most of the game, you know ten ish points or so. Um, but I I thought uh, Bogey was gonna was gonna get them that win on his own. He he was catching fire. Um, he wants to be this old good, team for sure. Yeah, it was, yeah, of course. But yeah. um, it's very impressed with uh, Joe Ingles. Uh, Jingles, it's like. Yeah, I was worried we were gonna get jingled, but uh, but we held him off too. Um, and uh, who's the uh, 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 Donovan Mitchell? Donovan uh, Mitchell. Yeah, yeah he was fantastic. Um, but I, I, you know, it was a good effort, sort of around, just sort of a, around the team for that game. Um, I, I love the the comment from uh, Rudy Gobert after the game, which is like. Um, Nobody in the media talks about the Pacers, but everybody in the league knows that they're a good team. So mm-hmm. when you come to play, you got to play hard because they're going to play hard. So, you know, uh, mm-hmm. that's a definitely um, not the exact quote <laughs> I'm paraphrasing, but uh, um, I really appreciate that. It's nice to know that the NBA knows, at least if the media doesn't know, that the Pacers are, you know, going to come in swinging. Uh, and, that, mm-hmm. and that matters to me that the fact that um, – if we have that rep and we're still living up to it, Utah is, you know, considered a a contender. You know, they have a chance to win the title, um, at least before the season. So um, we went and beat them. So that matters. Well, and they're uh, one of the best defensive teams in the league, and we hung one twenty one on them. Yeah, like right. that's it's not nothing. It's not nothing. <laughs> and I think this uh, the Utah game. That's the best win they've had this year, or, or the. Uh, that's the team that's been the best that they've beaten this season. Yes, right. Because uh, we've not we've we've had a ton of wins, but not against a ton of good teams, right? Yeah, yeah. They've lost. They've lost to all the other good teams, but I mean, a lot of them have been very close. But this is the first one, and this was a you know nice convincing win. You know, yeah. I'll take mm-hmm. it. That sounds great. Mm-hmm. Let's get more of that. Let's get more Utah wins. Yeah, let's. Uh, I. I totally agree. Uh, and, Joey, we were talking about the uh, – you mentioned it at the top, but that Atlanta game had the potential for trap written all yeah. over it. It was, uh, you know, coming off a nice Utah win and probably looking ahead to the Philly game, you know, and after a, uh, a Thanksgiving day where I'm sure everybody, as they should, took time to spend with family and sort of get away from basketball. Um, 
and they came out sluggish. I thought in that game, uh, Atlanta really, uh, well, actually no, they, it started out relatively even both teams were a little bit sluggish. I thought, uh, Atlanta really killed us in the, the second quarter there. Uh, but then Nate, uh, you know, you gotta, you, if I'm gonna admonish him for his lack of out of bounds plays, I have to praise him for whatever his locker room speeches are because yep. the boys came out after halftime in that he does Atlanta a great game job and, sa- at the locker and room. said, we're not going to lose this game. Okay. <laughs> like, right. And, uh, you know, credit also credit in that game. Uh, Trey young was just lighting us up. And so, uh, Dan Burke and, and Nate went away from our traditional sort of man on man thing and started trapping him and trying to get the ball out of his hands. Uh, which was quasi effective. Um, oftentimes it just led to wide open dunks because we're not used to playing trapping basketball. Sure. So rotations are all off. Sure, and, sure, sure. And okay. I can see good, all that so. happening. I get it. Yeah. Yep. Um, but a gritty win. I mean, you know, Atlanta's a feisty team, and you know, you win the games you're supposed to win, and and that leads you to a good record in the at the end of the week. Um, yeah. There, there were a few things in that game I, f- I found troubling. Uh, uh, one was uh, to- towards the end of the game, it's crunch time. Uh, the whole place is chanting defense. And then there is, uh, I don't remember who it was, but there was a, a hawk by himself in the paint waving his arms wildly because he's been so open mm-hmm. and just uh, you know puts up an easy dunk. Um, and that's... It's extra embarrassing because because the crowd's uh, so into the defense, right? Yeah, it's deflating. Yeah, uh, and then and the other thing was just like there was some bad turnovers, uh, also in crunch time. You know mm-hmm. uh, that they you know any one of those could have been the difference in the game, um, uh, but they had done a lot of uh, a lot of really good things before that. You know, hits you know hit some clutch shots, hit some clutch threes. Um, to put them in a position where those mistakes didn't necessarily cost them uh, the game, so they got there, but uh, it, it wasn't the prettiest I've ever seen. But the fan, the fans, the crowd was good though; they were they were going pretty nuts there. Crowd was good, uh, yeah. And was it a sellout? Uh, I mean, it was the day after Thanksgiving. Nah, nah. No? All right. Really I, I, you know, the, you know, it's it's tough. Uh, you know, I think about this stuff a lot. Like, um, you know, fans care about individual players and stuff and they you know they ultimately we all root for um laundry but uh you know this is a big shake-up in this offseason you know uh, you know or is the city behind you know rooting for a tj warren and a you know jeremy lamb and a malcolm brogdon it might take a while for this uh, uh the city to warm up to this team my sense and joey you can correct me because you live there but my sense is people hadn't quite switched out of uh colts season yet yeah a lot of the gear you see around town is still colts uh oriented and well uh they just they're you know. they're out of the playoffs now so we can just yeah exactly on. so now yeah. people start watching basketball two tough uh losses in a row for the colts uh, i think this is the season's done for them that's right that's right yeah, no, it's that's that's about right. There's there's a lot of cold stuff, but uh, you know, there's there's obviously still uh, Pacer stuff uh, around. You know, you see, you know, some of the downtown uh, businesses have their Pacer flags in the windows. And, and, Already, I love it. Um, I love it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but 
and there's just you know it's a lot of new faces. Yes, uh, yes. Um, but um, you know, they've been they've been good. They've been winning. Uh, it's a it's a good group of players, uh, likable people. Um, so, you know, I think the city's going to come around more. You know, even more than they are. And as the as the uh, season picks up, you know, we should see a lot more sellouts. So what's what's uh, uh, what's your takeaway from the Philly game? I mean, we, we played a, a team that um, had expectations that to win the championship. Not that they're playing that way just right now, right? They're they've got twelve or thirteen wins. Um, they're what third or fourth in the East, but but uh, you know they have all star talent in their front uh, in their starting lineup. Mm-hmm. Um, how did I, you know? Because I didn't get to see this game. Uh, you know, what's your takeaway from this? Like, did you know, we're battling with them. We only lose by three, and it's mental errors down the stretch, or it's coaching down the stretch. Like, I, I don't know. I don't. Know. What's your, what's your takeaway? Because th- this feels like an important game as we move forward. Yeah, I, I mean, I think that you hit the nail on the head without watching the game. Like, it's they're super good. Embiid is impossible for us to deal with. Yeah, as he is for many teams. Um, he went for thirty-two and eleven. Well, in this and game. both and looking at the box score, both Miles uh, Turner and Sabonis didn't look like they had good games. Well, and they were in foul, foul trouble. That's why I assume the they entire were, game. Yeah, I assume yeah. they had bad games because they were in foul trouble. I mean, Embiid got to the line fifteen times, uh, hit all fifteen. Oh my somehow. god. Uh, yeah Holy no but cow. he's he he embraced what joel Embiid should be doing which is getting his butt down on the the lower block making a couple moves drawing contact and getting to the line and uh when he does that you're super happy uh, you're you're super happy if you're a philly fan you're you're not happy if you're <laughs> any other fan player yeah right. he still does the occasional like to, in the the last two minutes there he, for some reason, was inexplicably floating around the three-point line and decided to launch a three-pointer that he missed horribly. And as a fan, I'm just like, yes, that's yes, shoot that, that, Joel. That's exactly what we want you to do. Right. Um, I think matchup-wise, it's going to be hard for the Pacers going forward. I mean, I think that these teams are probably – I mean, Philly's got to edge talent-wise for sure, but like I said before, they can be a little lackadaisical. But this is definitely a team – we might be seeing in the playoffs, yeah, uh, for sure. you know, first or hopefully second round, if we can get to the second round, um, Fingers good crossed. measuring stick game, I thought. Uh, but yeah, down the stretch, you know, I, I'm trying to think the Pacers haven't had a ton of games where it's been sort of close down the, down the stretch the last five minutes. And we haven't sort of figured out what our pecking order is. I mean, I guess, Maybe early on we we uh, had a few, and Malcolm Brogdon was really like a, a complete assassin, and teams have adjusted to that and are really doubling him and getting the ball out of his hands. And uh, uh, shockingly, McMillan hasn't quite um, figured out a way to counteract that sort of action. We did have some success in this game with giving Jeremy Lamb the ball and letting him okay. sort of create things, okay. which I thought was kind of interesting. Yeah. Um, in both this game and the Atlanta game, there are a couple of possessions where they run sort of a dribble handoff uh, with he and Brogdon and then just let him sort of attack the paint. Uh, 
and they do that with Warren as well. So whichever one of them is, is kind of rolling, um, which works okay. Both of them can, can open up a shot for themselves from about, you know, 15, 15 to 17 yeah, feet right. or something like yeah. that. And they hit it more often, more often than, than that, they don't but it's, for sure, but it's still not a great look. We, we struggled in that Philadelphia game to get good looks, not just in those last two minutes where we had those turnovers, but basically the last five minutes. Okay. I was but, watching it with my but, family, and I, I was like, we haven't had a good look for, <laughs> for five minutes. four minutes. Yeah, yeah. Like I, yeah. Well, but so we, we won the Atlanta game. Was it the same looks and they just went in? I mean, was was or is it that the Atlanta's not as good a team as Philly, and that's the issue? It was a similar struggle. Um, Atlanta is not nearly as good especially on the defensive end. Yeah. Um, uh, Atlanta was d- doing a good job, I think, scoring and sort of putting the pressure on us. We're supposed to be a top five defensive team at this point, right? I mean, that's, yeah, that's, but, how, we, I mean, that's how we make – that's how we win games. Correct. But Trey Young was causing <laughs> immense problems. almost 50 points. Yes. Yeah. And so that – is some of those things are impossible to defend. You know, when he takes a step back three pointer from 35 feet, Dan Burke is it, having there's, some sort there's of, not, there's not a lot yeah. you can do. Yeah. The thing that frustrates you with him is, um, he does a really good James Harden, uh, impression where he'll drive sort of at a diagonal, draw a little bit of contact and kick his head back right, right, right. and Ugh. pretend like he's getting shot. Yeah. Or and, and taking a shot, right. <laughs> I should say, uh, and the rest fall for it every time. Ninety five percent of the time, right. yeah. Uh, so that was getting frustrating as a fan uh, sitting in the crowd, where you can clearly see like he's initiating the contact, right. and, and then, then he's acting like he got shot. Yeah. Right, but I mean that's a skill, and sure, he's good it's at a it. Skill he got to the line nine times. Why and... I hate the beard, so don't no don't make me hate Trey Young too, because I, I this is a young. I want him to be the new Steph Curry. I don't want to be uh, James Harden. He might be a hybrid. He might be the illegitimate son of mm. those two. He could be legitimate. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know You're how right. that works. We live in a new day and age. That's You're true. Right. That's true. <laughs> Anything is possible, right? Yeah, sure. That's what I've learned. That's what I've learned from every children's movie I've ever seen. That's right. Well, uh, so the Pacers now sit at, what are we, 12 and 7. We are still 6th overall in the East, 2nd uh, in the Central, well behind, what are we, four and a half games behind Milwaukee. Uh, and things are going to continue to stay tough, I would say, for the Pacers over the next little bit. We've got... Um, that Philadelphia game was the first of a five-game road swing mm. that we talked about in our schedule pod. Uh, but if you're going to have a five-game road swing, this is the easiest that they can get, okay. I think. Okay. Okay. So Monday, we are at Memphis. And I will note, Jabra Morant, who is another young point guard that also gave us fits, uh, is out, I think, with back spasms. Uh, Wednesday at Oklahoma City, who is not doing super well. What is OKC now? 8-11, and 11, although they've won a couple. 
uh, Friday at Detroit. We We've know lost them the, all too well. Yeah, exactly. We've lost them twice and won once. Yep. All right. And this will be our fourth and final time playing them this season. Already. And then Saturday, second night of a back-to-back at the New York Knicks. Oh, who were like the worst team in the league. I, that sounds – okay, uh, look, I mean, I know there's all on the road, but that sounds like a sweep to me. Whoa. Oh, oh, I this mean, guy's drinking the juice. No, so let's go three and one. That altitude is getting to your head. No, let's go three and one. Like, I mean, I know like I know it's on the road, but, like, come on. It's team bonding. These teams suck. Let's just, let's just get – let's win all these games. Um, well, that's what I'm saying, man. Because, honestly, after this, it gets brutal. Like, this is – the the the, um, the end of this year, um, going into January, like basically late December, early January is really rough. Like I think we need to make hay right now. Let's just let's just win all these games. Let's just sweep it. Um, I'm in. All right, let's do it. Joey, these you... are they're all winnable. They're all winnable games. Yeah, Joey, are you win. That's for sure. Do you want us to win all of them? <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I don't know how to answer this question without uh, yeah uh, yeah. It, for the record, I would like for us to win uh, all of the games. Okay, that's the right answer. Okay. If I, if anyone was wondering <laughs> where my allegiances lie, <laughs> uh, yeah, I think we got this. It's a it's a it's a sweep if I've ever seen. Then we go this. We we go this. Uh, all right. I think that about wraps it up for this show. Colson, I hope you feel like you're in a better spot. I do. I'm, I'm uh, actually really excited. Like, it was a good week. Uh, we we com- uh, competed with Philly. I feel like maybe there's some question about... I mean, one of my concerns after talking to you all is that um, that Philly game might have been some issue about coaching, and I think we should talk about that in the next show. Yeah, we should. It could be a, just a bitter taste in my mouth, but... I am salty. No. Well, good. I guess the good news is Colson is uh, we've had these. Uh, we brought this topic up before, so we weren't blindsided. Sure, by Sure, sure, sure. But it still continues to be uh, what it is. How many? How many pods can we uh, base around inbounds passes? You know, <laughs> before somebody understands what we're talking about, just crying into the wind at this point. So the next the next time we're all together, maybe we'll do. Uh, we did the the basketball one on one podcast mm-hmm. long ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think there was a sequel, right? Uh, uh, the one hundred two, maybe one hundred two. But now we can just we could just do an inbound uh, show. I think that'd be good. I think we should just uh, copy what Brad Stevens does and uh, send it to hmm. Nate. That'd be that'd be way easier. Yeah, I don't want to do a lot of work. Nah. <laughs> yeah, why reinvent the wheel? Exactly. Stevens already did. He already did the work. Exactly. It works every time for him. All right. Well, uh, we'll probably talk about that a little bit in the next show on Thursday. But uh, until then, you can hit us up on Twitter. We are at Undebeatables. We're on Facebook. dot com slash The Undebeatables. Our website, TheUndebeatables.com there is a, a contact form there. You can use it to send us a message. Uh, and wherever you're listening, if you can rate and view, it helps other fans find the show. And uh, we got t-shirts for sale uh, on our on our website. For a once a nice coach, Bobby Sick Leonard, 
Turn out the lights. The party is over. Mm-hmm. Feeling it. Yeah. You've been, you've been at the uh, honky-tonk clubs out there? Oh, yeah. There's a bunch out here out west. You uh, doing line dancing and stuff? Oh, yeah, yeah. Are you, like, I've, learning new skills? I've been doing a bunch oh, yeah. of lines and then dancing. <laughs> oh, wait. No. <laughs> no, that didn't happen. <laughs> oh, the, oh, you, oh, you didn't go dancing? <laughs> oh, oh, dear. Oh. My mother listens to this show. <laughs> <laughs> Ha <laughs> ha